0: I want to read something about Thanksgiving, then we're going to look at just a few scriptures. In 1789, that was a few days ago, George Washington made this public proclamation. And I'm only going to read just a little part of it, but I want you to see the strong and absolute acknowledgement of the fact of God and of our nations, as Pastor Tom talked, our nation's dependence on Him. We must totally depend on Him. Amen? We do not want this nation turned over to socialism. We don't want a bunch of clowns, you know, in charge in Washington, D.C. It's time for some of them to take their makeup off. Did I say that? Oh, well. But the President of the United States, and here's a proclamation. It says, whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, To obey His will, to be grateful for His benefits, and humbly implore His protection and His favor. Isn't that powerful? Whereas both House of Congress, both houses, have by their joint committee requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts The many signals favors of Almighty God. Thanksgiving Day is not just a day for football and to gorge ourselves and to gobble till we wobble. But Thanksgiving is a day to give praise to God. It's a day to be giving Thanksgiving. Amen? I think sometimes if they did a blood test on a lot of Americans after Thanksgiving, it wouldn't be blood that came out, but gravy anyway. Now, therefore, he said, that wasn't George Washington, that was just (laughs) Colonel Mark. Therefore, I do recommend and assign Thursday, the 26th of November, to be devoted by the people of these United States to the service of the great and glorious being, who is the beneficent author of all the good that was, that is, and that will forever be. Hallelujah. So read I the very first Thanksgiving proclamation. Hallelujah! Isn't that awesome? Now, I want to look at a few scriptures tonight. Let's begin in the book of Psalms. And notice with me in Psalm 69 and in verse 30. What a great verse of scripture this is. And you're going to see throughout the theme of tonight's message, this thought found right here in Psalm 69 and in verse 30. Father, I thank you for your word tonight. I thank you for these precious ones that have come to be fed. And I give you praise for feeding them by your spirit and by the anointing of the Holy Ghost in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. The psalmist said, I will praise the name of God with a song. I mean, you could stop right there and you could think of all of his names and we could have a camp meeting for the next week and a half on the different names of God. He is Jehovah Rapha. He is Jehovah Raha. He is Jehovah Shalom. Come on, somebody. And so, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify Him with what? I will magnify Him with thanksgiving. We're going we're to see that thought throughout the course of this message. And then in the book of Colossians... Chapter 1 and verse 12, it states this giving thanks unto the Father. Giving thanks unto the Father. Hallelujah. Who has made us partakers, who has made us able to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Shall we give thanks to the Father? Thank you, my Father. Thank you, my Father for the breath that we breathe. Oh, thank you, my Father, for this time we have together. And then, of course, in 2 Corinthians 2.14, it says, Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph and makes manifest the savor or the odor of His knowledge by us in every place. When we are functioning and operating in a spirit of thanksgiving, there is an odor, if you will, of victory that flows through the saints of God. As I said earlier, we could call it, oh, de victory, amen? This fragrance. Recently, the Lord spoke through me and said, thanksgiving is the door for more. Think about it. God works in our lives in a greater way according to our ability to receive. And when our ability to receive enlarges, his involvement of increase enlarges in our life as well. And one way we initiate this is by being thankful. Hallelujah. Being thankful. Being thankful. We have so much to be thankful for. If we could just remove uh, complaining and moaning and griping from our lives, we'd be a whole lot happier. I think sometimes people bring depression on themselves because they have a mindset of defeat. They have a mindset of woe is me. They have a mindset of things will ne- never get better. But how many of you know that you can set your mind on Him through the renewal of the mind, and you can be a spiritually minded person, and you will experience the life of God and the peace of God that passeth all understanding? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, Luke, let's look at Luke chapter 17. And notice with me in verse 11, Luke, the 17th chapter. And uh, verse 11, and we'll look right on down through verse uh, 19. Praise the Lord. Luke 17, verse 11 says, And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him 10 men that were lepers, which stood afar off, which they were supposed to do. They were not to mix with society. So they were standing afar off. And they lifted up their voices, all 10 of them together. All 10 of them lifted up their voices to God. Amen. And said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us or have compassion on us. We're in a bad situation and we need your compassion and we need your merciful healing to touch our lives and to remove this leprosy. Amen. And when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass as they went... They were cleansed. Now I want you to notice. That as they went. All ten of them. I'm preaching to this crowd back here. As they went. All ten of them. They were cleansed. Every one of them. And verse 15. But just one of them. When he saw that he was healed. He turned back. There's value in turning back and giving God glory after you have been healed. Anybody can call on the Lord in a desperate situation and the Lord will meet them. But what about the one? What about the one who turned back? You and I, let us be one of those one. Let us be one of those one who gives God the glory yes. when we receive breakthroughs? Amen. Amen. Not just before, but also after. Amen. Now, notice, he turned back and he wasn't quiet about it. He turned back with a loud voice. That's why we get stirred up sometimes in this church. That's why Pastor Tom, I tell you what, when he takes up an offering, he's a good offering taker upper. He lifts up his voice. verse 16 says and fell down on his face at his feet at his feet giving him thanks and for he was a Samaritan and Jesus answered and said were there not nine cleansed ten cleansed but where are the nine Jesus is looking for the nine because there is a blessing if the nine will turn back like yeah. the one, the nine can be made completely whole, just like the one yeah. verse eighteen there are not found that returned to give glory to God except his the stranger here 's what I want you to see. this is our theme. Thanksgiving is a way that you and I can give glory to God. Thanksgiving is a way that we can magnify the Lord. And he did that. And Jesus said to him in verse 19, "Arise, go your way. Thy faith has made you whole." Think about that. We could say it like this, your trust has made you whole you came trusting me when you called on my name and after you called on my name the healing took place and now you're in faith still giving me glory and I just want you to know that you are whole from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet hallelujah Now, I don't know exactly what that means. That very well could mean that any sign of leprosy that he had disappeared. And there was nothing missing and nothing broken in his life. So one way to initiate increase in your life is by being thankful. Hallelujah. Everyone say, thank you, Lord. Lord. Giving glory to him. Gives place to him. Magnifying him. Gives him access. To your life. To get right in. The middle of your business. Whatever your issue is. He is the answer. To that issue. And thanksgiving. And praise. Is the highway if you will. Into the very presence of God which heals and makes whole are you seeing this now look over at Romans the fourth chapter and notice with me over in verse uh, 17 of Romans chapter 4 it says here as it is written as it is written I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickens the dead. We serve a quickening God. His word is alive. His word will quicken you. The Holy Spirit living in you will quicken you. Oh, ha ha. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead will quicken your mortal body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Before God, whom he believed, even God who quickens the dead and calls those things that be not as though they were. Understand this, that we serve a father that declares the very end from the beginning. When he declares it it, and when he decrees it, it shall be established. Now notice, in verse 18, here's Abram's part. Who against hope believed in hope. When all natural hope was gone, he switched gears and he plugged into a supernatural hope. A supernatural hope is based on God's word that brings us to a place of having a confident and favorable expectation of good and of what God has said. Amen. Who again so believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Now, Abram at this point had a choice. He had a choice to stay on the road to become the father of many nations or to be sidetracked and sidelined and put in the ditch by looking at his body. Mm, By considering how old he was. By looking at his wife Sarai. And saying, oh, we're too old, we're beyond age. But oh, thank God. Abram is the father of faith. That's right. And we are faith children of the good father of faith, Abraham. Somebody shout for about three seconds. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'll drink to that. Hmm. That's a good blend right there. Thank you. Don't worry, I'm not drinking (laughs) alcohol. Verse 19. (laughs) And being not weak in faith, not weak in trust, he didn't consider his own body now dead. In other words, he chose not to magnify his body, but rather he chose to magnify something else. He was magnifying the Father, and He was magnifying what the Father said. He wasn't weak in faith. He considered not His own body now dead, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not the opportunity for us to be weak in faith, and the opportunity to stagger in faith, and to let our faith go will be presented to all of us. But Abram didn't stagger at the promise of God for unbelief. But notice this. But was what? Strong in faith. So he was strong in faith or strong in trust. But how did he maintain that strength so that he could get all the way through to breakthrough? Amen. To where Isaac would be born. He was strong in faith, doing what? Giving glory to God, magnified God, gave God thanks right in the midst of circumstantial evidence that was opposite to what he believed. But he was strengthened as he gave glory to God. In verse 21 says, and being fully persuaded... Did you know that it's possible to be partially persuaded? Just like it's possible to be partially full of food. I don't like that partial feeling of having a meal and leaving the meal and still being hungry. I like fullness. Because of His fullness have we all received. And being fully persuaded that what He, was, that what he had promised... He was able to perform. And therefore it was imputed unto him for righteousness. Now this is written, not for his sake alone, that it was imputed unto him, but for us also. Say it with me, this is for me as well. So listen to this statement. I utilized this this morning as well. I love this statement. Whatever we magnify and whatever we glorify, we give more place to in our life. I was sitting there for a brief moment tonight while we were worshiping the Lord and this question came to me. What and who will you magnify in the evil day? What and who will will you magnify when the heat is on? When the test is at its highest level, who will you magnify? We will. We must. We will. I will magnify the Lord. Come on, say it with me. I'm going to magnify. Magnify. I'm going to magnify the Lord. So the test will come, and sometimes the test gets us off that narrow way, and instead of magnifying the healing, we magnify the disease. Instead of magnifying the breakthrough and the need being met, it's easy to magnify the debt. Whatever we talk about, whatever we think about, is what we are magnifying. And that is what gives place to those things in our lives. Ephesians 4 27 says this neither give place to what? Don't give place to the enemy. If you give him an inch, He will attempt to take a mile. One translation says, give him no foothold. The foothold that he's after is your mind. Because that's where his thoughts come. His thoughts come to your mind. And that is why it says that we are to, hallelujah, cast down those images. In every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and you may be sitting here tonight and say how do I do that number one you can do it you can do this you can set your mind on him it just takes some discipline start meditating the word of God day and night speak what God's word says to you and establish your heart and your mind I'm going to set it on him and I choose to speak the word only that does not mean that the test is not there that does not mean that the symptoms are not there we're not denying that what we are denying is their right to exercise dominion over us because we've been given dominion over that what will we magnify when we don't feel so hot what will we magnify on the job on Monday morning we will magnify the Lord in Psalm 34 verse 1 hallelujah that's why recently I've adopted PCD I have PCD what is PCD it's pre-coffee dancing Yeah, I'll I'll just get up in the morning and do a little ha, ha, ha. Glory. It doesn't look pretty. I don't look pretty. But God never said we need to look pretty. (laughs) That's right. Amen. You don't need to look pretty to dance before the Lord. You don't need to be a recording artist to sing in the shower. Just open up your mouth. Glory. Sing unto the Lord a new song. You know, and recently I've been singing some oldies. You know, I've been—you know—I've been dancing to the oldies. Hallelujah! I've been singing songs like "I will dance like David dance when the spirit of the Lord moves in my heart." I will dance like David dance. I'll just do that, and I'll get Brenda involved. And she'll just laugh at me. But next thing I know, we're just kind of doing the bump down the hallway together. Just dancing before the Lord. You know, life is a lot happier when you dance. Life is a lot better when you laugh. Life is a lot better when you shout. Life is a lot better when you're not besieged by circumstances and you're allowing it to oppress you. Lift up your voice. Lift up your hands and rejoice in the Lord your God. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again. And again. On Monday morning. On Monday afternoon. On Tuesday morning. On Tuesday afternoon, I just think sometimes if we turn the television off and just do a little dance before the Lord, I'd, those things would break. Mm-hmm. So, what or <laughs> who will you magnify in the evil day? Psalm 34, let's look at this. Are you all still here? I'm glad you are, because I'd have to preach to empty chairs. Psalm 34, verses 1 through 3. We looked at this this morning. What does it say? I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. That's one of the benefits of speaking in tongues. When you speak in tongues, the Bible says you give thanks well. You give thanks well. You just can pray in tongues and worship in tongues and, oh, I worship you, Lord he'll give you a new song and sometimes he'll just join right in with you and sing songs of deliverance over you amen verse 2 my soul shall make her boast and lord the humble shall hear thereof and be glad oh magnify the lord with me and let us what are we going to do let us not exalt the test Let us not exalt the debt. Let's exalt His name. You see, when you call upon His name, things happen. When you call upon the name of the Lord, shifting takes place. Victory takes place. Breakthrough takes place. Hallelujah. Did you know that joy is the serious business of heaven? I'm telling you, when you come here at church and you rejoice, something good is happening back at the house. God's setting you up for some glorious things. Amen. And so the choice is mine and the choice is yours. What if we magnified the Lord every day? What, What would happen? We'd get bigger on the inside. Our insides would get enlarged. And what we're doing is we're giving him a bigger place to work in our lives. Is this all right tonight? It is very easy to be big on requests, but little on praise. Gloria Copeland says this. She says, praise is the language of receiving. If you believe you've received, you're going to be thanking God for it. If you're still trying to get it, then you're not going to be thanking God for it. Whether it manifests or not, you've received it. It's coming, so don't quit. This is what Enoch did. The Bible says that Enoch pleased God. And as a result of pleasing God, the Scripture says that he was translated that he should not see death. He was translated... Because this was his testimony. The testimony of Enoch was that Enoch pleased God. Yes. And if you look deep into the scriptures in the book of Genesis, you will find that Enoch had a walk with God. Yes, he, did. he must have been magnifying God. You cannot walk with God and be unthankful. You cannot walk with God and be a moaner and a groaner and complainer he had this testimony what will our testimony be you see Enoch was moved from one place to another and I'm telling you faith can move you out from one realm into another place into another place if you'll please God with your life just your simple life your comings and your goings You're going in and you're going out. Just live in the presence of God. Become conscious and aware that He is with you and that He is for you. And begin to magnify Him. Just lift up your hands right now. And let's magnify the Lord. Oh, we magnify you, Lord. Thank you for taking us, Lord. Taking us on. Taking us up. From one degree of glory to the next. From strength to strength. Oh, from faith to faith, we magnify you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise and thanksgiving is the language of faith. Thanksgiving is an act of faith that gives God a right to get right down into your business. And praise and worship builds a fortress of protection around you. And it shuts the devil's fat mouth. You know he's a blabber mouth. He just talks, 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 talks. We need to shut him up and shut him down. And he cannot stand a house of praise. He cannot stand a house of worship. So get some worship going in your house. Get some worship going in your car. Get some help. From some of these outstanding musicians that really have a heart for God and a heart for worship. Fill your heart and fill your life with the good things that God has made available to us. Oh, breque sabre deshe. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Thank you, sister, for that help. Hallelujah. I'm going to try this section over here. Oh, taste! And see. See for yourself. Come on, somebody. See for yourself. I've been having a pie test around the house. Going to Sprouts, and, or Brenda went to Trader Joe's and got a pecan pie, and I've been, I've been doing the taste test. It's okay. She said, you must really like it because it's half gone. Well, I got a taste for myself. Then I went yesterday to Sprouse and got a pumpkin pie. It was better than the pecan pie. I've tasted. I've seen that that pumpkin pie is good. But now I'm going to go to Costco. Uh-oh. Hey! <laughs> and I'm going to get a pumpkin pie, and I'm going to get an apple pie. You see, there's some things you just got to taste for yourself. And that's what the Lord is saying. Oh, taste for yourself and see that the Lord is good. It's one thing for PT to taste. It's one thing for George to taste. But you've got to come up to the table and you've got to taste the goodness of God for yourself. Amen. Amen. Somebody says, you sure get exuberant. You bet I do. I've tasted. I've tasted I've tasted of this world. I've tasted just about everything this world would have to offer. And this world cannot touch the Most High God. Cannot even scratch the surface of what He makes available to us. Oh, my, my, my. In the presence of Jehovah. There's fullness of joy. You don't have to be a millionaire to enjoy his fullness. You don't have to live in a mansion to enjoy his fullness. You don't have to drive a Mercedes to enjoy his goodness. Just get excited about Jesus. And love him with all your heart. With all of your mind. And with all of your strength. And you will experience degrees of glory that this world knows nothing about. See, it's true. And I want our musicians to come now, if you would. Hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah. I'm raising a hallelujah in the house tonight. Woo! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! I thank God for Pastor Tom. I thank God for musicians that lead us to the throne of grace. But they're not going to be there for you in your midnight hour. You've got to stir yourself up. I might just dance before it's all over with tonight. Psalms 8.2, let me quote real quickly. Out of the mouths of babes and sucklings you have ordained strength. Matthew 21.16 says that praise drowns out Enemy talk and silences atheistic babble. Psalms 9, 1 through 3. Hallelujah. Let's look at that and we'll close. Psalms 9, 1 through 3. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He said in verse 1, I'm going to praise you. I will. Get your will involved, O oh Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O thou most high. Verse 3. As a result, my enemies are going to turn back. And they're going to fall. And they're going to perish at the presence of the Lord. C.S. Lewis said this. And everybody stand, if you will. We preach long enough, 34 minutes and 26 seconds. Say it with me, joy, joy is, the is the serious business of heaven. Amen. A good friend of mine says this if you only knew what happens in the spirit when you rejoice, you would do it every day. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen.